0: What up, what up, what up, beautiful people? You know what it is, another beautiful day. I'm here, you here, we here. You know how we do. Anyways, man, what y'all up to? Hopefully y'all doing great and great things are happening. Um, I wanted to address or talk to today, talk to you, uh, vent, if you will, whatever, about what success means to you. Um, and obviously no one can answer me. I'm not doing a call in, but just to think about what that means, because a lot of times I see people only equate success to financial stability or financial gain, which obviously we need to be able to survive and live and whatever. But as a person who has traveled, grew up traveling, at least on the Eastern side of the world, Europe, uh, and, in. you know, for three years going on four, now co-hosting a retreat in, in Greece, you know, I've seen people live at a higher vibration with a lower, what we would consider a lower quality of life Uh, from a material standpoint. They don't have all the things and the bells and the whistles and the, the, the luxuries, if you will, that we probably take for granted. Nonetheless, uh they operate on a different frequency and a higher vibration and there's a better energy where less is more um, in some instances. but since we're in the Western world, we're talking about this side and we're talking about business and growing a business and the the you know what what is success and and some people will view success like people contact me that I've grown up with or known from the past and say, love what you're doing I see what you're doing you know I'm proud of you you're very successful whatever and I'm like man this is not for the faint of heart and I'm like I'm glad it looks that way and I'm not saying that it's not because I'm doing what I truly love and enjoy and I think it's hard to uh, as it should be but it's hard to sometimes figure out what it is you love to do and then figure out not only how do you get paid because we always say figure out what you love to do and then get paid for it or and then add tax or whatever but it's like that's a hard uh, table to flip over so to speak that's a hard thing to navigate Um, versus you know some people are just serial entrepreneurs and they're just business and all they look at is hey I'm going to start this so I can flip it and turn it into this and they're willing to let go of you know whatever they love for the sake of a dollar. And obviously I don't mean that, you know, literally, but you know what I mean? Right. So anyways, a couple of things that I've been thinking about as far as success goes, I'm like, you need a, 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 you know, you need to understand the power of, of teamwork. Like people aren't successful without a team and I don't care what it looks like. I don't care who's the face of, Whatever it is, there's people behind the scenes making stuff happen, and I'm super blessed and and grateful for some of the people around me because I've 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 been blessed enough to 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 re- realize the genuine versus the fake people that will be on your team, and when life starts to test you, um, you'll see where you stand with the masses versus the very minority of people who you know they live by integrity their word is their word they keep their word um and 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 they're genuine through and through but i had to grow through the pain and the the struggle of dealing with fake people who who acted the part or spoke to the part and they played the role and then when the rubber meets the road, they're nowhere to be found or they, you know, they had to, you know, their true colors came out and and then you see like, oh, you're not really about teamwork. You're not really about the people like that. It's just, you know, it's about you and your bottom line and I guess that's just business or whatever. But, you know, I like to see teams. I like to see people working um together and to you know help someone's dream become reality or someone's passion you know turned into purpose and then you know they can make a living and help other people and open doors for for other people and i have examples of that in my life which kind of inspires me and keeps me going you know my boy nick jackson is like that he's a comedian and you know uh kev on stage my boy and he's i mean i just watch how much content they put out or how many people have been put on or how much more exposure and you get to see these things and then um la russell who's a rapper out of the bay but i don't know him so the first two people i know i don't know la russell but i've been following him and i loved his music from the first time i heard it and then i listened to some of his interviews and the stuff that he says and I watch what he's been able to do, but he didn't do it alone. And even though he's the face, and you know, his whole team is eating—the videographers, the you know, the musicians, his girl, his mom, his family, people who have invested in him like on another level. And I'm like, yo, that's a beautiful thing, you know. And I think that sometimes it, it, with us in our culture, we we've been conditioned to believe or to act in a way of like it's me and mine and I'll do it myself and I'll get it myself and I don't need help or even in the fitness world, you know, it's very like this is mine and mine and me and my people and my, my, my. And at the end of the day, without the people, we we don't have nothing. There's nothing. There's no me without you guys. You know what I'm saying? There's no me teaching classes. If no one shows up, like we need you guys, but then within the you guys, there's people that just come and go and they get what they want from it or what they need. And then there's team and there's people who legit help me even like behind the scenes stuff that people don't have no ideas going on and things that I have to learn that's outside of my comfort zone, you know, outside of working out and creating programs and workouts and boxing and all these things that, you know, I truly enjoy, that's fun, and it taps into my creative, but having to learn the business side and and being frustrated and not understanding and dotting the T's and crossing the I's. And I think that, you know, we need that. Like anybody out there that's trying to build something, you know, some people will come and go, but the real ones will stay. Um, And even on a transparent moment, for me, you know, being able to accept help and team um, I still have a a, a a hurdle in my life. It's like I don't really like asking people for help, but I'm realizing that there's people who are willing to help, and that's where my focus needs to be. Because naturally, I'll just be like, "Man, I'll figure it out myself. I'll do it myself." And it's not that I want to do it alone. It's just that you know when you when you've been scarred. You know, sometimes you think twice or three times or four times or a lot of times, right? But once I start accepting that, yo, I got these people around me that can help me be more successful, and that's all they want for me, but I have to want it obviously more for myself, then then it changes the dynamic of what you're doing and it and it helps take some of the pressure off. Where yes, there's things behind the scenes that I have to learn. But it's easier when someone says hey let's sit down and let's go over this you know i do it with my team i do it with my quote-unquote nephew who's my videographer now and we get to sit down and map stuff out and then i get to do me and be me and whatever and then the end result is great but i don't do it alone and you shouldn't be doing it alone either so if you're someone out there that's afraid or you have a hard time asking for help I actually, absolutely understand. And actually, uh, Russell has a line, oh, my God, in one of his songs. He be dropping some bars. But he said, oh, my God, something to the fact of, like, are you afraid to ask for help or afraid to, oh, my, I wish I could remember off the top, man, because it hit me, and I was like, ooh. But basically, he was like, do it anyway. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that was the line. It's like, are you afraid to fail? Are you afraid to ask for help or something like that? And he's like, do it anyway. And, you know, this is a younger kid, but man, that dude making waves like on some other level stuff. And so I wanted to, you know, put that out there and say, you know what, think about what success means to you because for everybody it's different, you know? And as I said in the beginning, obviously there's a, uh, a financial component but like it's interesting because when you're the person that's fighting for your dreams or the next thing to do or the next way to generate revenue or elevate yourself to the next level or help someone else you know sometimes we don't we don't see i going to say we let me speak to myself i don't see sometimes what people see And then someone will say something to me, and I'm like, what? Because they're just speaking to what they see. So then I have to be able to accept it and just say thank you. Not thank you, but it's hard. Thank you, but you don't even understand what's going on. Thank you, but I got more work to do. It's just thank you. And I've been working on that even with my clients. Like somebody compliments you. Just say thank you. Don't say thank you, but. And then tell them all the stuff you don't like about yourself or thank you, and then you know whatever's in your mind that only you know then you let it out to the, the world or at least to the people complimenting you when all they're doing is speaking to what they can see and so take that at face value but also just accept it and it can help you continue to grow like i had to learn to do that because i've had friends from germany my childhood you i'm proud of you one of my boys shout out to lee jackson uh amazing father husband whatever lives in canada this dude is on tv doing commercials his daughters is on tv and movies and great things and i just had posted new merchandise new merch that i dropped uh and he like hit me like yo bro i'm proud of you i see you doing you've been doing this for a long time you know and he don't know like what i'm dealing with in my brain and what i see or what struggles i'm having and sometimes it's just that for someone on the outside to be like, "Yo, I see what you're doing," and, and and we always have these combos about not getting caught up in the highlights of social media, but you know, some of it is necessary for people to see because then they acknowledge it from what they can see that's happening. And when you're in it, sometimes you're just blinded to the facts of what you're really doing or what impact you have on other people. So there is that. Um, I also wanted to talk about the importance of family, even if it's not blood, um, which I believe even even that goes into, um, you know, part of being successful or 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 just being around, quote unquote, successful families, if that makes sense. And I'm going to tell you all why I'm bringing this up. Uh, One of my boys, shout out to Maurice Hooper. uh, I've known since the eighth grade. Him and his wife and their kids and and their families come to Arizona every year. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, And time is fine because I swear he was just here. And anyway, they're back. So typically they come through. Last year we went to the park because he has a son. And and we went to go play at the park and talk and catch up and all that and this year he said, oh, well, we got this house and, you know, like Airbnb style type joint, like come through, you know, we're just chilling, watching football or whatever. It's all right, bit." So I go over there and, you know, the family's there. Some of the people are at the store. You know, his son gives me a tour of this nice house. It was nice. And, uh, you know, we're chilling. Football's on TV. You know, some of the women are working on a puzzle uh me and you know i call him big mo me and big mo just catching up talking life you know all the things and then you know the rest of the family comes in and they're like oh my god we haven't seen you since the wedding which was a long time ago when i didn't have hair you know and i got locks and whatever so we catch up and what i thought was beautiful was the dynamic of family Now, in this day and age, everybody's sensitive. Everybody's strong and independent. I'm probably going to rub somebody the wrong way. But there was a great feeling. Like, I'm sitting at the table. We're talking. And then his wife, shout out to Candace. She's like, yo, you want some water? I'm like, yeah. And she goes and gets me some water. And I'm like, dang. Just something so small, man. Like, ah, that felt good. Whatever. All right, cool. So, sitting there. Talking as we start talking about dinner, and they say, Hey, do you want to stay for dinner? I'm like, Yeah, but you know, I'm vegan, so what y'all on? And they're like, We're making like chicken Alfredo, however, we can make uh, we got this vegan pasta sauce, and we can make you these vegan noodles we have. So it's like, Yeah, I'll stay. So here they are, you know, to some degree, catering to me, um, and appreciating the fact that I'm even there. Um, where I never want to feel like I'm the burden to uh, somebody's family or, you know, whatever their situation is. And, um, so then when, when it was time to eat, this is like old school, you know what I mean? But it just felt good. They were like, Hey, turn off the TV and we turned even in the middle of the football game, the playoffs at that turned the TV off. You know what I mean? we sitting there. They, they said a family prayer. We held hands, all that said a prayer and ate the food and sitting down it was like obviously i made my own plate and all that stuff but it's like oh yeah like here you want some more water or we got this kombucha they had this kombucha they put me on game i don't like kombucha i have to tell you all that side story of my horrible um incident with that but um previously but uh this these ones was fire though i'm not gonna lie and just sitting there and everyone's at the dinner table talking sharing different stories uh, the the father-in-law or her dad is hilarious. His stories had me like almost in tears and the TV's off even though it's right in front of us and everyone's just talking and I'm like man I remember growing up this way and then, it, it, then the question of dang what happened kind of hit you know it's like man what happened to us like we don't even do that no more and When's the last time you sat down at a dinner table with the whole family and just vibed out and talked and laughed and the food was great and also shout out to uh, Candice and her sister because they make uh, they make fresh bread uh, and they had some so they were like you can eat the bread and now I had like cucumbers and then I had this pasta right and then you know they did their thing they had their chicken Alfredo or whatever and we just talked we talked about being vegan in life and the whole nine and then stories and just, I don't know, it was just a feeling that's like, man, we're so far, and I'm not saying everybody because maybe there's people listening and that's what y'all do, but like, at the end of the day, I'm like, man, it's so far away from that, at least in my life. Obviously, I don't have no kids. I don't have a wife or a girlfriend, none of that, but it's like, dang, it just took me back to my childhood because I remember sitting at the dinner table in germany and my neighbors the davises you know they would come over sometimes and eat with us or we would be at their place and eat with them you know just ah little things man that mean a lot and and even though you know big mo and them is not my blood family we're still like family all these years later you know what i'm saying from 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 the eighth grade and so it, it it showed me like the teamwork and the success in the family atmosphere and even the roles that people played, and I'm not saying that only women should be in the kitchen and woo-woo-woo, but it was like, it was just a good vibe and everything flowed, like yo, we're in the kitchen, you know, we're cooking, and while they were doing that as the fellas, we was watching football, and talking about football, or life, or whatever and then everyone comes together and we eat, and we still laugh and we still talk, and so you know, that was, that was It was very powerful, and it was very needed. And even the kids, because it's his son, and then they have two daughters, and then the kids, you know, are at the table too, so talking to the kids, and then when it's time for them to go to sleep, like, are you going to put them to sleep? You want me to put them to sleep? And you just see these dynamics where it's like, man, y'all, and I know everybody's situation, family situation ain't perfect, but it's like it's really good to see the teamwork and how the roles work um as an a quote-unquote outsider i think it was very powerful in that sense And so i just wanted to share that story with y'all man and that just happened like what was that yesterday yeah yesterday so yeah it, it was it was fun you know what i mean a lot of fun um but anyways so we're gonna hit this little break we're gonna come back you know, I got to get into my, y'all want to talk about it, and we're going to do that. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Hello. What up, what up, what up? We back in the building. I don't know what just happened there. I think I hit puberty or something. My voice went off. Anyway, back in the building, you know what I'm saying? And we on this segment called, y'all want to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, this is actually a very unfortunate uh situation in case that that uh, I really don't watch the news I think the news is very negative a lot of the times and I just don't like the vibration of it but uh, this Alabama player University of Alabama basketball player Darius Miles uh, supposedly I guess I say allegedly uh, shot and killed a woman because she refused his flirtatious advancements and apparently or allegedly she was with her boyfriend. Now, I don't know all the details as far as if the him and woman had history before that or whatever, but from what I read, it just seemed like the storyline said that he made advancements towards her. It was late night after a party on campus or whatever and she declined and obviously he had a weapon on him and he shot up the car that her and her boyfriend were in ultimately uh, taking her life and then the boyfriend fired back and I think one of his boys or whoever was with him got hit and so at first I'm like man this is very tragic especially for you know all families involved and especially the girl, a young woman I should say for losing her life over absolutely nothing On the grand scheme of things absolutely nothing um and then it weren't the question because i like to question these things of like since when did rejection warrant your life being taken like it don't even sound like it was an escalated situation which doesn't necessarily make it right either but something so simple like Like I said, I I don't know if there is some previous history or whatever, so I'm just going off what I read, which doesn't even sound like there was, but let's just say for the sake of the conversation that there wasn't. And when you look at it, it's like, okay, we've been talking a lot about mental illness and mental toughness and uh, uh, guys in in, in, in men's uh, mental health, right? Or as they're talking about now, emotional intelligence. And I'm like, yo, this is why, partly why, in my humble opinion, that 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 you know, we're not necessarily, we don't need to be so emotional because that's irrational. What this dude did was irrational. It was, it, it, who knows, right? You can't blame it on a goose. You can't blame it on the alcohol. You can't do that, right? And it just, there's like, how do you go from zero to hundred that fast over nothing? And, and, and it's so layered because I'm like, in our culture and especially like hip hop music and whatever, which, you know, I love and whatever, but it's like all these things I feel like play a part in like people's psyche as far as like, you know, you hear a lot of this and I'm not blaming the music. I'm just saying you'll hear a lot of, you know, I'll take your girl and I don't care if you with your girl and your will you know, your will be, be, I chose me and so here's a case where the, the woman is with her dude, and she didn't shoot. Like the audacity to even try to talk to someone when they with their man. Like I don't know at, at what point or why people think that's okay. Like why is this normalized? You see a a woman with her dude, and it's like yeah I'm gonna talk to you anyway. Back in the day, obviously that would start a fight. She turned this dude down, and it cost her her life over turning down. You know, like, and then I, I, I start thinking about the levels of, like, where are we going wrong? Like, I asked some of my friends, it's like, from generation to generation, because I feel like in the so-called black community, uh, uh, not all, this is a general statement, but I feel like there's a lot of disrespect and there's a huge disconnect from one generation to the next where we actually blatantly disrespect our elders and we blatantly as you know the elders we talk down uh, to the next generation and so there's this huge back and forth war where you know kids are very can be can be not all but can be very disrespectful to the point like when I'm around kids that are very respectful and and, and, in fun to be around I'm like man this is great because I've seen the other side or I've had, you know, kids say off the wall stuff and you'd be like, yo, like, who you think you're talking to? Because us growing up, we didn't talk to our parents in a certain way or definitely not our grandparents. I'm like, what? What happened? And it just feels like this huge gap and like, you know, oh, and, and, and this whole thing about being relevant, you ain't relevant. Like who are who? Who's to tell someone? that they not relevant and not relevant in what way and, it, and it's literally just based off of the inevitable that we're all growing through is getting older and then someone calls you old or tells you you're not relevant you know and and that's not something that someone has said to me as far as not being relevant but i just think about some of the things that are said and then i think about my childhood or things that have, have been done that i'm like yo when we was growing up like you didn't do these things right if your parents was throwing a party you wasn't involved really it was like y'all go in the back room i know for me and my cousins and my sister it was like back room and, and don't come out here unless it's emergency and some people today might think oh that's wrong and that's blah 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 but it's like yo they were that boundary needed to be there, cause there was grown up stuff happening out there. They partying, they drinking, they playing dominoes, spades, trump, whatever. They out there, right? And and and, and we didn't need to be in the midst of that. So, and, and to some degree, I feel like they were protecting us. But just on a respect level, it's like I've been around. I remember being in the in the car with my uncle or. In the car, my grandparents like we had to be in the back. Unless we was in my grandfather's truck, we sat in the front. But essentially, the kids was in the back until you was like old enough to drive and get a you know get your driver's license. And now you could be older, and the kids is like, "Nah, I'm I'm in the front. What? And I'm playing my music. We wasn't touching nobody, radio, and and, and telling them what to play and. Let me get the mutant. No, you sit in the back. You be quiet. You ride, and you listen to what we listen to. That's partly aside. Well, that in conjunction with, you know, on clean day, whether that's Saturday morning or whatever, right? Your parents jamming old school. Well, it was their music, and then you grow up and you you learn to love that music. You live listening to the Isley Brothers and the Temptations and Marvin Gaye and you know all these people. It's like. And it's nostalgic, like oh man, my mom used to play this on Sunday or whatever or Saturday morning. But like, I'm like, what happened? And I know the world changed and evolution and what. But man, where's the respect? And I don't know. And, and, and that's what I'm saying, like in general. I'm not saying all, but like, I don't know. I just feel like, yo, in other cultures, is uh, are other cultures that what people are doing? Are the kids doing the same thing? Cause I don't really see it. And maybe it's a, it's a there's a different type of disrespect. But I just feel like there's this huge gap that needs to be talked about, that needs to be closed. And in in the fact that now these kids, you know, this this guy was twenty, what, twenty or twenty one years old, still a young man. His life is over, technically, over rejection. And I'm like, what are we doing that these young kids can't deal with rejection? And then I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, oh well, social media. And people are like, oh, I'm one of those people. It's it, you got to use it for you know in your benefit, and and it has its benefits. It definitely has its positives, but on the other side, it's like. Y- they are not to some degree a high degree are not dealing with any type of rejection growing up everything is acceptable talk to your parents how you want you get what you want you get in the car you ride in the front you listen to whatever you want to listen to only your music matters and everything you want matters and you're old and you're not relevant and you're not popping and you're not this and and it's like okay okay wow and then so and and then you post things and the post is to get likes and so the more likes you get the dopamine release and more likes and more likes and likes and likes and likes and there's no dislike so it's likes and likes and likes and likes and likes. so then in real life and then you play sports and now it's everybody gets a trophy and everybody wins and that's not you know well this is how it You know, it keeps everybody included or whatever they came up with to make that a thing. And now, the kids don't know how to deal with rejection. We dealt with rejection all the time. I've been rejected a lot. I remember growing up in Germany, it was girls I had crushes on. And I would do everything in my power to be like, I'm going to get her to like me back. And they was not feeling your boy. Trust me. And I could go off, I could rattle off two names right now that's, that I have not forgot to this day, to this day, right? And even in middle school, when I moved back to the United States in high school, you know, like high schools, like late middle school, high schools, when it was like, oh, you, you know, your boy low-key kind of, you know, getting attractive, I guess. But it's like still not every girl that I was interested in liked me back like i dealt with rejection you know I me mean? even my high school sweetheart like shout out to her we're still cool to this day but like you know she turned me down a lot of times before she was like okay this dude is like serious right and not once did i think oh you know she turned me down let me act out let me do something viable just like okay i'm gonna fall back a little but or i'm gonna press forward a little and let her know like yo i'm not just playing like i really feel you type thing right but there was other people that turned me down and there's people that didn't you know what i mean and that's life in the same way in college there was girls that i thought were attractive and i'll be with my boys and she might think my boy was more attractive or they just had a connection and a vibe and so then she becomes off the. Oh, I guess that's what's different, too. Then she becomes off the table to me, to us. Like, oh, she with my boy, Bam? That's you. Shout out to you, bro. Okay. Still good to look at, but I ain't going that route. Now, jump offs and whatever, but I don't know what y'all call them these days, thoughts or something, but that was different because as men, we didn't care. We were like, yo, such and such, woo, woo, woo. And it's like, oh, she for the streets? Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like, we was on that, but then there were certain people that was just like, yo, that's off limits. But anyway, I'm just saying that to say that we dealt with rejection. You know what I mean? I played basketball. You had to try out for the team. If you didn't make the team, that's a form of rejection. It wasn't everybody who tries out makes it, or everybody who, you know, and and once you make it, you still gotta bust your ass to be able to play, and bust your ass to be able to start. You know what I mean? Like, it was competitive, but the whole time growing up, you're dealing with different type of rejection. You might go take a driver's test and fail. Well, that's a form of rejection. I've taken certifications in the fitness arena and have failed before. Form of rejection. When I was in Miami, it's when I started modeling and doing things in that arena, and you would go to auditions. And they either will call you back, or your agent will let you know, or email you at that time, too. (coughs) Excuse me. And that's how you know you booked a gig. And I'm talking commercials, music videos, did all that. Even in LA, a little bit, I was doing behind the scenes, like movies and stuff, but not a lot, but semi pro was one of them. Anyways. But uh, burn notice in Miami, they was filming that when that was on TV behind the scenes. So like, but you would go to auditions and if they didn't hit you back, that just meant no. They didn't tell you why or nothing, you know. But I've I've done some runway stuff and it's like, yo, you had to deal with a lot of no's. So then when you got a yes, you're like, hey, bro, I booked. This Acom music video, or I booked this Chris Brown kiss kiss, and in back then it wasn't social media, so there was no posting about it. It was just like telling my boys and my roommates, like, "Hey, yo, I got this," and then later in life, people were like, "Yo, did I see you on TV?" "Yep, you did." You know what I mean? Or "Yep, that was fun." "Yep, that shoot was trash." Or "That was great," and you met dope people, but you the rejection is part of it. It gave you tough skin. On top of that, I was—that's uh, when I started personal training. That comes with rejection because you're trying to sell packages for the gym, even though you only getting peanuts, and people gonna tell you no. Rejection everywhere. I worked in the hottest clubs on South Beach, where people couldn't get in. I was part of the side that had to reject them. Fake ID, too young, wrong outfit, wrong, unfortunately, but they played this card too, wrong skin color. that Now Like, man, rejection, you see it every day, all night. Uh, on top of, yo, I'm security, and I'm trying to holler at some of the baddest chicks in Miami that's coming through. Nine times out of 10, they looking for celebrities and athletes and whatever. So, rejection. And then you just fall in where you at, like okay, bro, shit, old oh, girl, cute, I'm, she feeling me, I'm feeling her, and then you figure out your lane. That still don't mean you batting a thousand, but man, uh, someone telling you no is just like all right then, but not like all right then, let me take your life. But it's easier now, right? Because a girl could just or a guy could just set up their phone and have a ring light. And, and, and put on some outfits and, and take some pictures and whatever and then say well i model and i'm like word because when i was modeling i had to go stand in front of people i had to be in front of judges or casting directors and they might say oh you got a good look but they ain't they still don't that don't mean they wanted you or you got a cold read and you got to read this script and, and they gave you five minutes to look at it, and you got to go in there and perform. You know what I mean? And, and, and the same with fitness. I used to have to go as a group fitness instructor. I had to go in the gyms into an empty group room that could hold 100 people and do a, 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 a whole, not a whole, because they give you like 15 minutes. But you had to give them a sample of, okay, I'm certified in this program. I know it show them what it looks like and it's one person just sitting at a table looking at you and you and you gotta show them without any other people and then they decide if they wanna hire you or not and that was like every gym, you had to go in there oh yeah we heard about you but let me see what you got And you had to prove that see my cat agrees she's having a moment but like that was real and then if they say no they say no I mean for for me because I found my passion my purpose there was no (coughs) excuse me there's no gym that I remember that said no I do remember one facility I actually said no because they wanted me to sign a non-compete and all that and I was like nah bro I'm good because they said I couldn't even do stuff outside and park and all this stuff but whatever so at the end of the day this is this is my whole rant about like rejection builds character and it, and it gives you some tough skin and even as a grown man there's still i still deal with rejection it's it's just part of life and it's very sad to happened to this young woman over nothing and it's very sad that whatever mental state this kid was in that's what it drove him to do because she didn't want to flirt with him back or give him the time of day you know we just would be like all right man on to the next and i'm not blaming a whole generation i'm just saying i think that part of the breakdown is that the respect level is not there for the people older to teach these things you know what i'm saying it's like oh well i'll do my own thing i know what i'm doing and you're not a celebrity or you're not this You're not that, so you're not relevant. So they don't want to hear what you have to say. Or you you don't got all this clout. Or you don't got a blue check. So I don't want to hear what you have to say. You don't have enough followers for me to hear what you have to say. And we just didn't grow up with that. And so as great as technology is and how cool it is for me to be able to connect with people from my childhood and all that, I think it's great. But even in the story of this situation they said that the dude was advancing towards the girl and she declined his attention and he wouldn't go away like where they do that at you know and she allegedly was with her boyfriend she was only 23 years old and why are you on a college campus you 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 feel the need that you have to have a weapon as a ball player what as a ball player and i'm just sitting here i'm not saying i'm i'm not saying yo this dude had to be you know what i'm saying out here running in the streets like that but i'm like my dude you play for the university of alabama you ain't got no girls lined up like i that just what you're a star on campus at the least. In front of the picture I seen you look like a pretty tall dude. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like there had to be more, as they say, there had to be more fish in the sea, right? Like there's there there had to be like somebody somewhere. Like you could have just been like, all right, cool, and hit up the next person. I just uh I'm just it's very unfortunate. You know what I mean? Uh, but it, it, it definitely sparked. Oh, it sparked those questions. And in, in, in even uh, when I talk about the difference in, in generations and in, in the respect level, and I'm not saying that this kid disrespected. Um, I just saw this clip of, of LeBron James. He just went off yesterday. I think he had like 48 points, right? And one of the kids on the Houston Rockets uh, said, hey, you played against my dad. Your first game in the NBA was against my dad in Sacramento or something. And LeBron was like, word? Like, wow. And then I thought that was beautiful. Like, that exchange right there was like, "Like, dang. Because think about what he's doing. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you can't discredit at 38 years old what this man is doing. People not going to appreciate him until he's gone. And when I say gone, I mean retired. But like, It's phenomenal. I don't care if you like him or not. It's phenomenal. Anyways, and then the kid followed that with, yeah, don't you feel old now? And you could hear LeBron like, yo, why you? He like, man, of course you made me feel old. But to me, I'm like, why couldn't it just stop at, yo, you played against my dad in your first year or your first game in the NBA. And now, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm here. And i'm like that's why lebron little but don't you feel old that part that's why i feel like yo it's disrespectful and maybe someone out there is like oh that's just sensitive no i don't ever remember telling my parents they was old not even my grandparents i don't ever remember being like oh yeah well you just old and in, in that being that, like, who are you talking to? It's just about a level of respect. And I feel like the respect is gone. It's not earned. It's not given. It's not reciprocated. And it's causing a lot of other issues. Because then when you do set a boundary for respect, <coughs> excuse me, man, it's like, people just it's it's too sensitive now and now you can't now you're mean and now you're angry and now you're it's like no it's just yo respect your elders because these are the people we should be learning we should have been learning from but if you don't respect someone why would they teach you anything about life and whatever when it's like light years apart so i had posted this and one of my guys uh I don't even think he came up with it, but before I go, I'm going to read this right here. Because he told, oh, he said that the kids now are angry. And I was like, but why? Because that's what he said. He said, young folks are mad. And then, uh, it's kind of long, but I'm going to read it. He said, why weren't we angry as young people? When we saw the middle class disappearing, when we saw the price of tuition rise to unattainable for most when the housing market crashed when wages and benefits were being reduced and taken away we left this is supposedly all the reasons why the youth are as upset he said we left them a, a, with a huge mess education leaves most in debt for years buying a home is next to impossible for them especially when they have student loan debt too uh all while wages are stagnant our food is mostly garbage in fact or difficult to afford good quality true we raise them in a bubble of no one gets left behind which i just said well i didn't say that uh but to the degree everyone gets a trophy right everyone gets a medal that was the next sentence everyone gets a medal and aren't we all special in our own way only for them to find out uh find out a lot of them will be left behind most won't get jobs they paid a huge price to educate themselves for and people outside of their friends and family do not think anyone but their own millennial is special and then it says we raised them in a burning house making sure they never saw even a flicker and now they're surrounded by ashes being told they shouldn't complain while they clean it up without any equipment to do so so <coughs> We should have done more, but we were too busy hanging on to what little we could while it lasted. Sure, there will be some who escape it, isn't there always? Get into trade or get into tech and hope for the best or fight for your rights and others will all, wait. Hope for the best or fight for your rights and others will all, Uh, I think it's supposed to say others with all you can. Marie Hamill said that. And I agree with most of it. I mean, I agree with it. Um, and that have to be a whole nother podcast because of the part about school and going into debt and all that. Um, yeah, I'm on the side of even though I went to college and got an education and stuff. I think that's all game in this all cap and this BS. And I'm not gonna lie, unless you're going for a trade or to be like a doctor or or something like a surgeon or something like that to that effect. Then yeah, I, I I think that we've been bamboozled and tricked into believing that go to school and get a degree and everything's gonna be fine. Like we all been the wool have been pulled over a lot of our eyes, and I think that once you accept that and that reality, it's the one thing about the millennials or the next generation that I do respect is that I think they see the BS and they've been able to maneuver around it because of social media and different avenues of being able to make a living and some of them have done that very well um and been very creative and whatever but you know we were doing what we were told and what we were taught you know you go to school you get a degree, degree and blah blah but people don't they weren't talking about debt and what it is and, and how to overcome it or get through it so so i feel that whole statement hopefully i didn't break it up enough or to the point where it didn't make sense but even the thing about getting a house and all that stuff, again, for me, that goes back to the, this, the Western mindset philosophy of like, that's your gauge of if you're successful or not. When there's people who don't have houses that are doing very well and traveling the world and living their best life, as we say. And everybody's outside, so we say. You know, and it's just like... I don't know the things that we measure to, to be successful. I, I I think is very, uh, it just varies from person to person. Um, but anyways, so that's that. Um, for y'all, I want to talk about it, and uh, my prayers go out to the family of even the young boy, him and his family, and this young woman. Nobody deserves that. It's very unfortunate. It's very sad. Um, That this is the reaction that young men are leaning towards for 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 having to deal with rejection because i've seen dude cuss girls out for rejecting them and even that is an emotional reaction because it's not a response (coughs) anyways i need to drink some water clearly my throat's letting me know so and i rambled long enough but if you stayed this long i appreciate you for tuning in make sure you stay tuned tell a friend a coworker, spouse side chick side dude tender favorite hinge hookups whatever you into man and uh i appreciate y'all make sure you follow me on ig arsenal by Kenyatta. and we go holler at y'all peace love and fire ants shout out to palm trees you know how we do